Welcome to another message from Bridge Assembly, located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information on Bridge, go to our website at bridgehelena.com. It is our prayer that this message will help you to connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. Amen. Father God, we are here today to, to come before you, Lord, to come before you in worship. Lord God, laying our lives down, humbling ourselves before you. Because, Lord, we understand your power. We understand your authority. We understand the sacrifice of your son that brought the ability to reconnect with you. So, Lord, of course, we're going to come before you. And, and you are the only one that we're going to bow down to, Lord. So, Father, be glorified today. All the different names in the Bible that describe you, some are beautiful, some are powerful. Lord, what an amazing way to look at you. But, Lord, all those words, they fall short of who you really are. So, Lord, today we simply, we simply give you our heart. We lay it down before you. Jesus, today is all about you. Like always, like every day, it's all about you. The powerful, mighty, beautiful, wonderful name of Jesus. Lord God, help us to speak that name in our lives and over our families more often. Because we need to be doing it more often. It's the most powerful word. It's the most powerful name in our world today. The name of Jesus. So, Jesus, be glorified in all that we do. Lord, as we honor mothers today, Lord God, this is a man-made holiday. Lord God, let's have honor for our mothers every day, our grandmothers, our spiritual mothers. And, Lord God, we do ask a special blessing on them today. Lord God, be with each and every one of us as the enemy tries to, to scatter and to attack as we continue to press forward, help us to have eyes to see what's truly going on. We stand against the depression and the despair and the low self-esteem and the anger and the offense, Lord God. Help us to see that through your eyes and address it. We need to address it. So Jesus, it's all about you today. We pray in your mighty name. And everyone shout it out. Amen. You guys can be seated. Uh-oh. Technology is a wonderful thing, isn't it? When it works, it's, it's great. It makes things so, so good. So, you know, we just got a little bit of a late start to church, but I think the Holy Spirit said, there's just not enough people in here yet. So he just decided to pause. Can you turn those lights down like a bunch? Those are way too bright, like halfway, maybe more, Me more. Those are in my, there, that's better. All right. Um, kids, we'll dismiss you kids right now. You guys go down, have fun, do a special thing. Look at that bounding out of here. I love that energy. It's awesome. It's great. Adults, you get to hang out with me. We're going to talk about mother. Some of you guys tease me and say, when are we going to have that easier message? 
right? Well, today's a Mother's Day message, so the nature of today is, is maybe not quite as challenging as some of, of the messages we hear on Sunday mornings, but it'll be good um, nonetheless. couple quick announcements, just real quick. Um, Church 101, um, for people who want to know more about what we believe, you want to become a member, any of that, that will be next Sunday after service. I'll be immediately following service. Um, there is a sign up for that on the the, uh, table under the TV in the foyer. Um, If you're planning to attend, please make sure you're on that list. But if you're on that list and you're not planning to attend, just cross yourself off. We just need to get a count. I think we're going to just have some pizza and um, we don't want to underbuy and we don't want to overbuy. So it's always good to know if you don't have a handout for that yet, there's more handouts on that table as well. So that's after church a week from today. Finally, we had an open Sunday to to, to do this. Um, so please, if you want to know more about who we are, what we believe, all that good stuff, plan on attending. Also, next Sunday service, um, the Ellis's have finally got all the visas. They are ready to go to India. They are they are right there on the brink. And some time ago, I told Stephen, I said, hey, uh, we want your last Sunday. We want your last Sunday here. We want to send you off. So that's what we will be doing next week. Um, not sure exactly how that service is going to look, but it's going to be completely dedicated to them and, and honoring them and sending them out. Um, They're in Wisconsin today at a wedding, but they will be back for next Sunday, and we're going to take an offering for them next Sunday. Of course, we're going to take an offering, but I will say this to you guys, cash is king for this coming Sunday. So if you want to give them an offering, please try to plan ahead and, and bring cash, simply because they're going to do this service on Sunday, and then they fly out on Monday. So there's not a lot of time to be doing checks and this and that. If you, if you have to do a check or, or do it online, we will be able to get that to them. But man, I would love to just hand them, I, seriously, I'd love to hand them a big bag of cash and say, you deal with it. But we just love you guys and we're sending you out and, and here's some traveling money and some, some getting set money when they get to India and all that. So, so plan ahead. Know that that is coming up and prepare for that. Um, I want to thank everybody who turned. We had a lot going on this last week, if you if you didn't notice. Um, but yesterday we did highway cleanup and church cleanup. And if you guys participated in that, thank you. Um, it was a great day for it. Brunch, the in-between brunch was awesome. The food was great. And then I ate like one too many of the little hash brown things. And then I had to go shovel gravel. It was it was fun. It was it was awesome. But uh, if you didn't have a chance to participate in that, there are still things around the church that could um, that could be done. There's some more trees that probably need trimming and and different things. So if you want to say, hey, I could come out on this day and do something, talk to Doyle. He's our grounds supervisor guy. That's his role as a board member. Um, and he will point you in that direction, amen. But if you are here, thank you so much. It looks so much better and everything is greening up. So awesome. Um, with that being said, uh, four ways to give, like always, always four ways to give. You can give online and that's part of our app you can use for that. You can also order your coffee early. 
so we don't hang out in the, the cafe while church is starting and all that. But you can do all that at bridgehelena.com or the app. You can text the amount. Giving boxes are always popular and great, and you can mail it if you're out of town or anything and you feel like, i got to get this here, just mail it to 725 Granted, Granite, not granted, granite. Well, it's granted either way. Um, let's get started. You guys ready for the message? It's a It's a good message. It's like... Ooh, I don't think I'm going to offend anybody today. Um, I say that, but I, I'm sure I will. Um, and that's just the way it goes. That's why I always pray before I get started. So let's do that now. Father, we're glad to be in your house today once again. What a great place to be. What a great time to be here. Lord, as we look out and everything's greening up and spring is here, you remind us that there is life. There is hope. There is newness and there is freshness. So Lord God, we honor you today. Lord God, I know it's Mother's Day, but man, I'm going to honor you first off every time because when it trickles out of that things can only get better holy spirit allow me to say today what you would have me to say and shut my mouth with everything else jesus it's all about you it's all about you lord we pray for our community Lord, if more people would come to you, the drastic change that would occur. Lord God, people sitting in churches today allow their, their hearts to turn to you in a new and a more intense way. And Holy Spirit, don't let anybody leave here today the same way that they came in. We desire your change. We desire your confirmation. We, we, we even desire your conviction. So Lord God, change us. And keep that change. Don't let us change as we walk out and fall right back into our, our normal routines. But Lord God, with your blessing and your help, Lord God, what an amazing time that we're living in. We pray this in your name, Jesus. And everyone shout it out. Amen. Amen. Well, today, obviously, today we, we honor our moms. We honor our grandmas. We honor our spiritual mothers. We'll talk about that a little bit more in, in just a bit. And though today is a, a, a dedicated holiday, I don't know who came up with Mother's Day. Um, it's a great marketing kind of day and, and things like that. But I think somebody said, hey, we need to take a day and honor moms. And then, and then they felt guilty and they said, well, the next month we'll honor fathers as well. And fathers were like, what? Really? But moms, moms are special, aren't they? So today is a, a dedicated national holiday, but we need to remember that the fifth commandment says, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So there's a blessing that comes when we, when we honor our mothers and our fathers. It's the day that we do it. We've come to May, spring has sprung, and we're going to honor our mothers. But remember, we don't do it just today. We do it every day. I found a quote, um, and I think it's an appropriate place to start here. So look at this quote I got. Life doesn't come with a manual. It comes with mothers. That's a great quote, right? Um, how many of you guys never read the manual? <laughs> <laughs> guys, a lot of ladies, they do, but they but but life, it doesn't come with with a with a manual. It doesn't come with a book. But God loved us so much that instead of that, He actually gave us a mother. And nothing can take the place of a mother. And next to being a Christ follower, there is not a greater potential impact in a woman's life than motherhood. 
That is the God honest truth. That impact is one that we carry through our life and then we eventually pass it on to our kids. And with that, there comes some great motherly sayings. You guys know any great motherly sayings? Some of them just endure endure the test of time. See if any of these sound familiar, because these are a few of my favorite ones that I've heard I think I've heard probably my grandma speak them, my mom speak them, and then then the best part is when I listen to Amy speak them to our children. So Levi, you might you might recognize some of these. Zana's oh Zana's here too. She'll probably recognize them too. How about this one? Were you born in a barn? I love that question, and and, and I learned relatively at a young age that when. When that question is asked by a mother, they're not asking for an answer or an, or anything. Man, I, I love giving answers. I mean, are you born in a barn? It's just like, okay, I'll shut the door. Nothing else needs to be said. How, how about this one? I'm not your maid. I'm not your maid. Oh, I didn't know that. Amen. Yes, we're going to get some amens on this one. This one's, this one's a great one. You'll know this one. I brought you into this world. I can take you out, and I can make another one that looks just like you, yeah. right? So, so there's some stuff going on there. I, I don't think that's a compliment either. Um, this is one when we had young boys. This was a good one in our house. Is this man? Somebody better be bleeding. Somebody better be bleeding. If all this ado is going on and all this shouting and everything, if I got to come down there, somebody better be bleeding. Again, that's a hard one to understand. So am I supposed to make somebody bleed? It's motherly sayings, they're confusing. I've heard this one more than once in my life. Don't use that tone with me. That's a good one, right? Okay. Okay, didn't know which tone it is, but I'll, I'll use a different one the, the next time. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Amen. Man, that's a good supper one, right? What, we're having broccoli and cabbage and all this other, and you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Don't make me stop this car. <laughs> don't do it. When, when you, you get a little bit older and you understand that the car's probably never going to get stopped, but it's a good saying, and it's, it's these threats. They're great threats. And when none of those work, when none of those saying works, we come to, to probably my all-time favorite mom saying, wait until your father gets home. It's great. It's like we're going to kick that can down the road a little bit, and then I would get home from work, and Amy meet me at the door, and you know what your sons did? Oh, they're my sons now. And I just got home, and I'm pretty happy because I'm home from work, and just wait until your father gets home. And, and usually that, that, that ends it for whatever reason. All kidding aside, a mother's role plays such a crucial part in a child's well-being. And in Jesus, in, in John 16, he actually um, relates the example of motherhood to help his disciples to understand the necessity of the cross and really the beauty of the resurrection. It, it, it says this in John 16. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy 
that a human being has been born into the world. I think that's just a motherly instinct, especially new mothers, first-time mothers. They don't know what to expect. They, they, they're, they're pregnant, they're pregnant, and they, they go into labor, and there's some nerves, there's some, oh gosh, there's gonna be some pain associated with, because, because one thing moms like to talk about, it seems, is some of them love to talk about how, how fierce labor was and how traumatic that birth. I was in labor for 47, hours and 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 the kid was 10 pounds and had the size of the head the size of a bowling ball and they talk about all this and it's like there's anguish there and and things like that but it but as soon as that baby's born everything changes right you go from a a just just a woman to now you're a mother so everything begins to change and it's a great thing. Let's look at a definition of, of motherhood. Here's a definition of motherhood. Motherhood, it's a noun. The state of being a mother, maternity, the quality or spirit of a mother. Mothers collectively. I read that and I thought, well, that really nails it. That really nails what motherhood is all about. It's like, that's a pretty lame definition, isn't it? So I found another less official definition of a mother that hits a little bit closer to the mark. Um, mother, it's a noun. It's one person who does the work of 20 for free. See also saint or wonder woman, right? Is that, that's a little more appropriate probably. And, and you know, mothers who have kids like me, yeah, that's probably a whole lot closer to that. See, the complexity of motherhood is, is so much more than any words can describe. So we can't like look at a definition and have that encompass everything about, about motherhood. In fact, the entire dictionary probably could not fit the true definition or the roles of a mother. And even if it could, that would still fall short because mothers will never and can never be confined to words. There's always situations that arise. There's always circumstances that arise. It's, it's, it's just a changing thing. So we can't put into words what, what mothers or motherhood actually is. But today we want to honor moms. The motherhood is the beauty of action and, int and, and, and intention driven by, by godly instinct. How many of you guys believe that, that motherhood is driven by godly instinct? It didn't just evolve, right? Oh, this, this, this feelings that mothers have to, for their kids and, and grandmas have for their kids and grandkids, it, that didn't just somehow spontaneously evolve over billions of years. It, it doesn't work that way. There's a godly instinct that's placed into the DNA of biologically female people to be mothers. And it's a great godly thing. See, motherhood is a tangible testimony of God's love for each one of us. How does, how does God love? Look at a mother. It's a tangible testimony of, 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 of a glimpse of his love for us. God made mothers essential, and by his leading, a mother's influence in many cases is only next to God's influence, right? Man, there's God and then there's mothers. And I'm going to listen to God absolutely, but I'm also going to listen to my mother, right? My, my grandmas were the, were the same way. We're going to listen to those things. Those, those, those words carry weight. And, and that's how God designed it. I, and I wish I could say 
The part they play in a person's life is always a positive one. But tragically, we have seen some, and, and some of you are sitting in here today, you've, you've experienced quite the opposite. And if you are in that boat, please understand that that was never God's plan. That was never God's intention. See, God has set the standard here. But with many things in this, in this world, you can be con- corrupted by the, the un- ungodly world and the, the, the sins of, of, of humans. It's, it's just the world we live in. What, what God's plan versus the execution of that plan, um, we're the ones that, that screw that up. So if you grew up and your mother wasn't very motherly, just please keep an open heart today. And let's all look and, and see and, and let's understand the importance of healthy motherhood and the subsequent effects of not just being there and not just being a friend and, and not just being a provider, but actually being a mother. It's a great, great thing. We are going to look at some examples today from Scripture of some great mothers. And, uh, and actually, as I was getting this together and reading some things and looking in the Bible and studying, and I was thinking about this. You know, I realized that until Eve gave birth to Cain, which was her firstborn son, the concept of motherhood had never existed. Do you ever think about that? We just think about motherhood always being there, but it, but it was Eve giving birth to Cain. That's when motherhood came into existence. See, no time in eternity until that point was there ever an image of a mother. There's always been God the Father and His Son Jesus, a reference we can relate to to, to some degree. And though God is absolute and fully complete to be everything that we need in this life. It was God's plan for mankind to have a mother. It's God's plan that there is a mother, a motherly instinct, that there is motherhood. That's amazing to me. That is so, so cool. And here at the beginning, God was sending Eve into a brand new territory, the territory of motherhood. So let's look at some biblical examples of moms, and let's see what we can learn from these these moms of the Bible and and how they conducted their motherhood. We're going to start out with a mother whose deep love her son changed an entire nation. The mother's name is, is Jacobed, and she is the mother of Moses. You know, Moses gets a lot of attention in the Old Testament, doesn't he? But we have to understand, Moses had a mother. She is actually honored in Hebrews 11. Um, Hebrews 11 is the chapter in the Bible that they call the Hall of Faith. You, you look at Hebrews 11, there's a lot of um, biblical characters in there, and, and they're referenced, and, and it's just, it's a place where it's like these people were super faithful. It's a, it's a great spot to look at, and, and she actually made it. She's in Hebrews 11. Let's see how a mother's courage and faith started out by saving her child's life, but really ended up 
through her lineage, changing an entire nation. Hebrews 11:23. by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful. Every mother thinks their child is beautiful. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. Exodus 2, 3 and 4. When she could, when she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of... of um, <laughs> what is that word? Bulrushes. I looked at it and I knew it in my brain um, and daubed it with, with bit, bitumen and pitch and she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the river bank and his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Could you imagine nowadays with the type of, of media coverage we have on certain things and how they skew stories, <laughs> how they would have interpreted this, but we know the actual story. We know what was actually going on. See, a mom's uh, protective instinct is something that's really quite unique to motherhood. That intensity of that protective instinct. It is the prerogative and, and character of a mother when needed to, divide, to defy the voices of those around them for the health and the safety of that child. See, it doesn't matter doesn't matter what this rule says or that rule says. If, if it's going to harm my child, I'm going to take a stand for it. That's, that's the motherly instinct, and it's alive today. Have you guys ever heard the saying, don't mess with the mama bear? Yeah. That's a true saying. That's a, that's a, ooh, I ain't messing with the mama bear there. See, this holds true also to the unborn baby she is carrying. We have to understand that as well. See, it is society, a twisted and ungodly society that pushes women to have an abortion. It's, it's, not, it's not the woman's instinct to, to do that. It's, it's the, the external voices that are trying to do that. See, a motherly instinct is always to protect the life inside of her and not to terminate it. Moms, thank you for being protective and thank you for being courageous. In a world that's gone completely crazy, moms, I encourage you, moms and grandmas, I encourage you to be vigilant and, and when needed, when need be, allow that mother bear to make some noise. I think in our society today, it's okay if mama bears rise up and, and get a little noisy. I think that's probably what we need. In the second letter to, that Paul wrote to Timothy, there is one brief verse that carries so much weight. And for many that are in the ministry today, as, as well as just those that are here today, this verse has become a reality. It's 2 Timothy 1.5. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. Seeing their faith... Paul is thankful that it was modeled to them and passed down to him by his mom and his grandma. We also know that Timothy, because the man he was to become, the, the prayers and the faith of mom and grandma, boy, that, that played 
a huge role. The encouragement of that. So, so there existed a situation there where, where dad was a Greek, right? And, and he was kind of over here, but, but grandma and mom, they were going to sew into this boy. And, and as he continued to develop as a man, they continued to pray for him and to support him and to encourage him through the thick and the thin. A mom's faithfulness endures. So moms, let your faithfulness continue. See, it doesn't matter what we do as kids. It doesn't matter what we don't do. The godly faith of moms and grandmas endure. It's like, boy, that kid, that boy, he's a mess. But you're going to find mom and grandma continuing to pray for him, just like Timothy's mom and grandma did. So moms and grandmas, keep the faith and keep praying because it makes a big difference in our life. I'll speak that from this pulpit time and time again. Keep praying for your kids. Doesn't matter what age they are, because it makes a big difference. The next example of a mother is a, is a great one, mostly because it's so relatable. And we're not even told the name of this mother, but the example she set serves as an encouragement to not only moms, but to all of us. Flip over to Mark chapter 7. Mark 7, we're in 24. And from there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And when he entered a house and, and did not want anyone to know, yet he could not be hidden. But immediately a woman whose little his little daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him, and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Psychrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter, and he said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, for this statement, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. It's such a powerful story for so many different reasons, but I admire the persistence of this mother. For her daughter's sake, she, she displayed the, it, it, it doesn't matter attitude. It doesn't matter. Her daughter, her daughter's life, her da the hope for her daughter was at stake. So this mom comes in and, and she had the it doesn't matter attitude. It doesn't matter that Jesus didn't want people to know that he was there yet. Jesus is like, man, I just need to take, take an hour. I just need to hang back. And this mom's like, no, you can't. I'm pressing in. It doesn't matter. I'm coming before you. It doesn't matter that she was a, a Gentile and, and therefore looked down upon. And, and, and really, Jesus' words here are just like, man, I, you know, bread ain't for the dogs, referring to the Gentiles. And, and in God's wisdom, in Jesus' wisdom, he, he set that up so beautifully. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter that she was a Gentile woman. She was getting to Jesus. She was letting nothing stand in her way. It didn't matter who was trying to stand her in her way. And in parallel verses, it talks about the disciples are like, no, don't let her in, send her away. No, we don't need her in here. And, and she's like, you're not standing in my way. 
you big burly fisherman and and this up man i'm getting in because i am talking to jesus because it doesn't matter i gotta talk to him this is for my daughter's sake all that mattered to this woman was her daughter it was getting to the person that could actually help her daughter and her persistence and faith freed her daughter it was her persistence it was her never back down attitude that freed her daughter a godly mother is persistent mothers you're going to do whatever it takes you are going to do whatever it takes for the benefit of your kids it's a mother's persistence for our well-being that cultivates a loving and a safe home, right? It's like, man, no matter what I do, no matter how bad I screw up, man, I might get the yardstick, but I know my mom's still on my side, and my mom's still going to be fighting for me, and my mom's still going to be persistent for me. Remember we talked not too long ago that our actions have consequences. We can repent before God, but there's still consequences. Sometimes when we do things and my mom finds out the consequence is the yardstick or the, the paint stick or the spoon or whatever, you know, it's a great thing. Um, that's a consequence, but the overall atmosphere is, is mom is always on your side and she is going to do whatever it takes for your well-being. It's an awesome thing. It's a great thing. It's a, it's a motherly thing. This next example of a mother may seem a little strange at first, but, but only because this example can easily get lost in the, the bigger story that's going on here. And though this mother was not even there at the time, she played a part in a much bigger story. Let's look at John 6, this 4 through 9. Now the, pa- now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him Jesus said to Philip where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat he said this this to test him for he himself knew what he would do Philip answered him 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little one of his disciples Andrew Simon Peter's brother said to him there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish but what are they for so many. When we read about Jesus feeding the 5,000, we focus so much on the great miracle Jesus performed, and we definitely should. We should absolutely focus on that. But there's other things going on. In this case, Jesus first started out with something little, and then he multiplied it into something a lot. There was a starting point for this miracle. He's like, what do you got? What do you got? What's out there? And it's like, man, we got this bread and we got these couple fish and that's all we got. But how could that be enough? See, I believe a mother was involved here. I believe there was a mother behind the scenes and it testifies to a godly mother's ability to plan and to provide. See, this mother had either sent food with this boy, right? Or he, she had sent the boy to the market to buy this food. Regardless, mom was saying, either take this food or go buy this food. That's how that food ended up in that situation. But now, that food, it had become part of a miracle. So when your mom says, make sure you have clean underwear on, 
or you better take a jacket, or is your lunch packed? You better listen, because a miracle might be just around the corner. And the last thing you want, if you're going to be involved in a miracle, is to have dirty underwear on. So listen to your mothers. You have heard me in the past talk about spiritual adoption, right? That was big for us in our previous ministry. Spiritual adoption was huge. You, you begin to understand there's a lot of people out there that have no spiritual guidance in their life, and, and really they may not have a, a positive motherly role or fatherly role in that life, and that makes a spiritual adoption situation so, so vitally important. Um, it's such a beautiful principle, um, but it's most definitely a biblical principle as, as well. It's, it's, it's no secret that, that not everyone had, has, or will have that godly mother and that godly motherly influence in their life. So despite what some will try to tell you, a mother is not simply a, a birthing person, right? That lingo came out a few years ago as a, oh, I'm not going to call her my mother. That's simply my birthing person. What a bunch of bunk that is, right? Sometimes there is a need, though, for spiritual adoption to help guide that child to, to adulthood and to help, um, help that child discover a faith in Jesus Christ and, and a hope for their life. Can, can I just encourage all of us in here today, listening online, whatever, um, to be open and on the lookout for those we could be spiritually adopting? because there's a lot out there that are crying out for it. And, and we just need to step up and begin to spiritually adopt them and begin to walk through life with them, to speak into their life and to, and to guide them. So many today are grateful that someone cared enough to spiritually adopt them and, and their life has been changed for the better because of it. Here's a relationship between a mother and a daughter-in-law that exemplifies what, what motherhood is, is, is really all about. Naomi is our example here, and how she loved and impacted Ruth is a timeless example of the love and nurturing spirit of a mom. Ruth chapter 1, 16 and 17. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you for wherever where for where you go I will go and where you lodge I will lodge your people shall be my people and your god my god where you die I will die and there will I be buried may the lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts me from you so if you don't know, if you've never read, read this, this story, understand that, that Ruth was actually married to Naomi's son. Therefore, yes, Naomi was her, her mother-in-law, but then he died. The son died. And, and what would be customary in that culture was when that happened, um, the daughter-in-law would go back to her family. Well, well, Ruth wasn't even a Jew. She was, she was um, outside of the, the, the Jewish heritage. Um, so that would mean 
yeah, that would make sense. She would go back to her family. She would go back to her people. She would go back to her religion. But instead of Ruth going back to her family and her people and, and, and her religion and her God, Ruth decided to stay with Naomi. She's like, I don't want that. I know what all that is. It's not bad per se, but I'm choosing to stay with you. I have a desire to stay with you. Why? Because the relationship and the impact that, they, that Naomi had on Ruth was, was much more than just a casual relationship. Ladies, thank you for loving and encouraging and caring for those who God brings into your life, be it blood biology or not. It really doesn't matter, does it? Mothers, you have an instinct that's built within you. Ladies, you have an instinct that's built with. Maybe you don't have kids of your own, but you spiritually adopt those that are around you. It makes a difference. And though it may be trying at times when you're in different situation, situations, I want you to know that, that it is making a big difference in the lives that you are touching. Now, along with these examples, we turn to Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And really within her, we see an example of a grateful mother who never deserted her son, not even at the foot of the cross. How hard was it for Mary to watch what Jesus went through in those last hours? Who was the first person to go to the grave? A few days later, it was Mary, wasn't it? When Jesus was born, the promise of God was being fulfilled. What a responsibility that was placed upon Mary. But God guided and God provided. And just like Mary, any mother who seeks the same guidance and provision will find it. Moms, continue to seek that guidance and pray for that provision. I think Mary looked upon Jesus when he was born as well as throughout his life and understood the potential of this baby, right? She looked, she, she had talked with the, the angels. Um, she had communicated with the Holy Spirit. She knew the potential of the baby that she was holding, never leaving his side. She not only understood, but witnessed the full potential of God's only begotten son as he walked this earth. Now, I'm no mother, but I believe God inspires all mothers to uniquely look upon their kids in a way that glimpses their potential. Moms, I hear that sweet little baby crying right there. Brittany, you already look upon that sweet little baby and glimpse his potential. You believe wholeheartedly of his potential in this life, of what God is going to do in him. All mothers naturally have that, and we see, we look at Mary, and this is the example here. And in many cases in this ruthless world, that mother may be the only one who sees the potential and truly believes in that person, Right? Have you seen those situations when, when the entire world turns their back and gives up on somebody? 
So many times it's that mother who continues to pray, who continues to speak, who sees hope and potential in that person's life. And a godly mother never loses that. It's not to say that a godly mother will never face seasons and times where it's only by her faith and the goodness of God that she hangs on to that belief and that potential. Oh my gosh, how much more can this kid do? What more are they going to... I jumped at my wits in. But by God's grace, he gives that mother just a little bit more and she continues to watch and pray and see the potential in that little person. It's when she relies on God that God grants her the endurance. It's an example in Mary, right? It was God granting her the ability to endure and walk with Jesus and witness all of those things. God gave Mary the wisdom and the discernment as to raise, oh, by the way, it's just the Savior of the world. But God doesn't do any less for each mother in here today. All we need to do is, all mothers need to do is to seek that. God, grant me the ability to continue to to see the potential in my children. Give me the endurance to walk with them in the fervency to pray for each one of them. And many of us are who we are today because of the fervent prayers of a mother and her steadfast belief in our ability. When no one else can see it, the mother is granted a a glimpse of what can be. So a mother and a grandmother continues to pray. So I want to leave this with you guys. Moms and grandmas, spiritual moms, spiritual grandmas, don't give up. Don't ever give up. Don't stop praying. Don't stop speaking. Sometimes as kids, we think you're speaking way too much. But in most cases, it's never enough. So don't stop speaking. Moms and grandmas, don't start inviting. Don't stop inviting. Keep inviting. Keep inviting your kids to church. Keep inviting them over. Keep inviting them out to coffee. Keep inviting. It makes a difference. And don't stop believing. Never stop believing. Worship team, if you guys want to sneak on up here. Because as you can see with these examples, these just very few examples that we looked at today, we understand about a mother's protective instinct. That mama bear needs to roar. It's a good thing. We learned about a mother's faithfulness. A mom's always faithful. It's it's just going to be that way. Godly motherhood always produces faithfulness. And a mother's persistence, nothing. Nothing is going to get in the way. Jesus, I'm coming straight to you. It doesn't matter who tells me I need to be quiet. It doesn't matter who tells me I need to be doing something different. Jesus, I am persistent, and I am coming to you, and I am praying for my child in this situation. And a mother's provision. Mother's provision, it's amazing. Mother's going to do whatever it takes to provide for that child. 
A mother's ability to love those God brings into her life is truly an amazing and beautiful thing. It's sent from God above. Continue to keep your eyes open for the opportunities of those who God is bringing into your life to spiritually adopt, to love on, to encourage. And a mother's belief in the great potential of her children. You know what the problem with with so many um, young people today, so many um, 9, 10, 11, 12, and then through the teen years, it's the things they're facing today are awful because the world is telling them they are nothing, that they're worthless, that they're disposable, that they have no hope, but it's a mother's belief in their potential that changes everything. Mothers and grandmothers in here, please don't just look at the potential of your own kids. Look at the potential of all the kids that God has placed in your life. When you're at the grocery store and you see a kid, just speak life into that situation. Mothers, you have the ability to bring so much hope hope and so much love into this world and it's a God-given ability from God himself remember mothers didn't exist until Eve gave birth and it wasn't just the birthing mom he gave birth to motherhood and it's been passed down generation after generation after generation. So grandmoms and grandmas in here, you are to be honored today. See, these are the these are the attributes that we celebrate today. Seek God. Seek God to be a godly mother and allow the lineage of that true motherhood to flow through you. Amen. We want to pray for our moms. And then we're going to, we're just going to end with some worship. Um, there's a table right there in the foyer. Amy's going to go to that table. And we have a gift for mothers and grandmothers and spiritual mothers. Remember, spiritual mothers, you are to be honored today as well. So if you spiritually adopted any, anybody, if you've spoken into their life, we want to honor you. So there's a small gift out there. Let's just take time, hug on the mothers, encourage the mothers. Mom, keep doing what you're doing because I can't say it enough. You guys are making a difference. Let's all stand up. Let's pray. Let's worship a little longer. And then at the end of the worship shop, you guys will be dismissed. Father, Father, thank you for giving us mothers. We can't do it without them. Lord, we'll never know the true impact of grandmothers and mothers and spiritual mothers in our life, Lord God, until we step into glory. Lord, you have never given up on us. And one of those ways is by putting mothers within our life. Lord, you have sent me more than enough mothers in my life. And I thank you for that. So Lord, we honor them today and we pray a special blessing on each mother and grandmother and, and spiritual mother, Lord. We just ask a, a double, triple, quadruple portion of blessing and favor upon their lives today. Lord God, let us have a spirit of honor, something that, that seems to be lost in this world, but a spirit of honor toward our mothers. Jesus, be glorified. And once again, we thank you
for the mothers that you have placed in, in our life. We pray this in your name, Jesus. And everyone shout it out. Amen. This concludes today's message. We hope you can join us next Sunday for services beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. at Bridge Assembly located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information about Bridge Assembly, go to bridgehelena.com. And we hope you can join us next Sunday with Pastor Jason Metz.